Welcome back to another episode of the After the Whistle podcast. You guys have been on our necks for missing out on one of our scheduled sessions. So, Charlie, we have to give you a very special episode. And a special episode deserves a special guest. And on this episode, we have our first ever footballer guest. Charlie, it's a big one. A Black Stars footballer. Um, a player from the Belgian league, he plays for Genk. He's played Champions League football before, like he's a big deal. And he is none other than Joseph Pinto. Charlie Joseph, what's up? Cool, cool, bro. Charlie, we are very, very, first of all, let me just say that we are very, very happy to have you on because we've been looking for someone of your um, huge standing in the football world. So, Charlie, thanks for coming. I'm also really happy for joining this program. Okay. And then in addition, we have a full house today. We have Crack on, we have Van Gelder on, we have KO on, but KO is a bit busy. Hopefully, he might join us a bit later. We have Corey and we have our star boy Kawawa. Tell you guys what's up. What to do, man? Chale, 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 chale. You're back. Me, me, there, I get I get opportunity to talk as one of my favorite wingers. So I did. <laughs> and Charlie, Kawa, thanks for the hookup for us, because Charlie, it was for me. But anyway, let's jump right into it. The question that I think everybody should have on your minds right now is the AFCON. Earlier this year, we played in the AFCON. Unfortunately, Black Stars got knocked out in the group stages. And that obviously was a very disappointing time for the country. But generally, Joseph, I just want to ask, how was it like playing for Ghana and the Afcon and experiencing that whole atmosphere and everything? Because I think that was your first major tournament for the Black Stars. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was my first major uh, tournament for the Black Stars, and uh, I felt I felt extremely good representing my country in a big tournament like the Afcon. I have always dreamt of uh, you know this kind of moments like this, you know. It's, it's really such an honor for me to represent my uh, my first ever senior uh, national team, especially playing in the uh, Cameroon Afcon. Uh, that was uh, this year, and uh, I really, really uh, enjoyed it, and uh, I felt very happy, uh, you know, getting my first uh, debut for the Black Stars. That's great. That's great. And I just want to ask. Obviously, the group stage exit was very, very disappointing for everybody. And I just want to ask, what was the mood like in the camp after that exit? Like, very disappointed, very angry. How was the mood like in the camp? Yeah, everyone was uh, disappointed. Uh, we thought we could have done better, but uh, it had happened. So we just need to focus on the World Cup qualifiers, which is which, which is really uh, the most important thing. And. Uh, yeah, just to make our, our country proud, uh, that's, that's, that's the most important thing. But uh, at the camp, uh, the mood was really down and, you know, a lot of frustrations and uh, disappointments. But yeah, this is how football is. Uh, you need to take it and just put it behind you and focus on the stronger stage, which is the World Cup. That's great, that's great. And if any of you other guys want to jump in with any questions, feel free. It's an open floor. So, moving okay. on. Okay, crack it, sure. Yeah. Um, one of your best uh, games I actually watched during the Rafcon was the Morocco match. And I wanted to ask, when you played that killer, what was going through your head? 
And how would that have felt if you had gotten your first goal for the national team in a major tournament? Yeah, uh, with this, the, the kind of uh, ball that I played, uh, which was the curl ball, uh, I, I'm used to doing this kind of, uh, uh, playing this kind of ball, especially when I was in Ferenc Faros. Also, I scored a couple of goals uh, with that kind of ball. So, I, yeah, the moment I just uh, kicked the ball, I thought maybe, yeah, I had my first goal for the Blasters. But yeah, unfortunately, the keeper is also really experienced. And as you can see, he's really also um, an experienced keeper. So, there's no doubt. Uh, yeah, so I was really happy uh, that everything uh, was going on my side, but really sad that uh, the ball couldn't enter the net. Because that was a really good strike. And my second question was, what was the mood going into the Comoros game? Since it had to be a must-win game. Yeah, the mood was massive because uh, there was a lot of, uh, how do we call it, there was no pressure or nothing, but there was a lot of motivation because... Uh, we wanted to make our nation proud because uh, as we are also there, we had a lot of rumors, you know, Ghanaians are angry that we haven't get a point and all that. So we needed to do all that we could to, to, to at least win that game. But unfortunately, it couldn't happen, which is really such a disappointing uh, uh, thing and also a disappointing tournament and a match for us also. Okay, so one last. So my final question is, when the day you got a red card? And during halftime, what was the team talk? What was the atmosphere in the dressing room like? The atmosphere was really strong. It was, it was still the same. We, we, we decided to switch harder and harder, even though we are down by one man, you know. As you can see, when we were playing, we were still like playing like 11 against 11, you understand? There was no, nothing like 10 against 11. And we were even dominating more also. So it was, it, was, it was really a mental thing, but we were really mentally prepared even when we had... Uh, the red card from our captain. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. Um, uh, so, so Joseph, I mean, just before the other guys come in, um, uh, I mean, this is a, a a podcast where we are trying to put your your name out there. We are trying to get a few more people to know who you are. So, just take us through how your career started. What was it like when when you started, and how did you get to Gank in Belgium, where you play now? Uh, yeah, uh, it all started uh, from uh, from Ferencvaros. Uh, that's where it all started. And, uh, yeah, I played uh, I played a fantastic season uh, in Ferencvaros, and uh, yeah, I had a lot of uh, few clubs, uh, especially from Cologne, from a lot of uh, German uh, clubs. But I decided to choose Gank because, as you can see, the the future of Gank and the development of Gank, uh, you can see. Otua, you can see uh, the brand, you can see, uh, you know, a lot of players. So it was, it was really like something that I don't need to think twice, but I just need to choose the, the right moment. So I choose Gank and yeah, I was, yeah, I was, uh, I, I, I came from Gank and yeah, I was part of the family in Gank. But it was a long, it was a long, uh, long journey though, even though it was a one year thing, but it was a long journey for me also. Uh, right. So, I mean, any of you guys can go. You know, speaking about his, his earlier career, uh, Joseph, I just wanted to find out the. he said it, took, it was a one-year process, but it was a long journey. And we, we me and somebody like Crack, uh, Jared has had, been involved with trying to help different um, Ghanaian-based footballers try and get opportunities outside. I wanted to know the, the difficulty 
and and what sort of what 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 how difficult it was or how easy it was to 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 get the opportunities out, out outside to showcase your your talent. Yeah, uh, first of all, it wasn't an, uh, it wasn't really easy for me when I said the journey was really uh, uh, long for me. Uh, it, 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 it it wasn't easy. I came from uh, from a youth, as you all know. Uh, I went to I went to Germany with my ex agent. We decided to you know look for clubs, go play just and justify. And you know the uh, the rules in Germany. If you are from Ghana. You cannot just play directly in the team unless you play in the national team. That's what I was told. So from there, I trained with Hasao, I trained with Dortmund, I, I trained with uh, uh, a whole lot of clubs in, uh, in in Germany. But yeah, it couldn't work out. So through that, I just find uh, a favor from one coach who, who was one one time Hasao uh, uh, coach. So he was in, in the uh, in the Aspau game, and yeah, we. Uh, there was a big man who introduced me to him, and then he was like, "Okay, then you just need to pick the nearest flight, the available flight to to come to Hungary the next morning to to have a justify." And it was just three days for the windows to close. So I I traveled from yeah I traveled from Germany the same night. No, I traveled from Germany in the morning, and afterwards when I arrived, I did not have the rest, nothing. I needed to take. You know, go and train again, and I was really tired. But unfortunately, uh, I was really lucky and I was really blessed that uh, I had a favor from the coach, and he told me, "Look, I just need this guy in my team, and he's really going to help me." Even though when he said this to the the, the owners of the board, the board members, they were like, "No, this guy hasn't played for any national team before or any uh, professional football team mm-hmm. before." So we don't want to have him in our team. And the coach stood on his ground. The coach stood. The, the coach. The coach. The coach stood on his ground, and was like, "No, if you if you don't want to, if you look, if you don't want to sign the player, then I'm also going to leave." That's what the coach said. Wow. So I never heard of this before, but that was the day that I just, I just thank God that I I just found my helper. That was through him. You understand? And through that, he was like, yeah, if you don't find me, I'm, I'm also not going to uh, coach anymore. So they were like, okay, we will give him one year contract without no extension. And I was like, okay. So one year I, I was there, we did everything and yeah, we played the first game, I scored. We played the second game, I scored. We played the third game, I assist. So everything started to work for my good. So from there then they became they came to be friendly and nice to me and everything you know it was a rough road for me even me with my uh, my rent and everything i need to pay for my salary which was really 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 a small salary but yeah in the beginning of everything you need to so you need to you know you need to pass through the difficult situations to to, to to work yourself out and just be who you are so it's it's this is how it started and yeah and this is how it's going so I really thank God that uh, I had this opportunity and I had this kind of favor from yeah from the coach. And mo- moreover, the coach is also the the love African player, so I, I was really lucky. Also, the assistant coach was also once in Ghana. Also, was was also a coach in Ghana. Also, so yeah, Rav Zundek. Oh yes, um, former Kotoko. I think coach Kotoko. Yes, Rav Zundek. So yeah, he was also there. So. It, 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 it makes it much more easier, so I was really happy. 
You've mentioned that you've played in Hungary, you've played in Belgium, or you're currently playing in Belgium, and I think you've also played in Turkey. Yes, so how is, it, how is it like for you to be moving different countries like every year, every two years, having to adapt language. to different cultures, the language, the environment? I know it can't be easy. Yeah, it's not easy, but it's, 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 really, it's, it's much more easy when, when you're in the mix of people who, who, who makes you happy, you understand? There are some clubs, when you go, you just really immediately adapt to their system, even in their food, their culture and everything. And there are some clubs you need to take a lot of time to adapt. And me going to Belgium, I, I took a lot of time to adapt. As you can see, if you can, you, you people are football people, so you can, you know, the statistics and everything. I was finding yeah. it difficult also in Belgium when I first came, because there was really good players also in Belgium. The, the year that I came to Belgium, that we won the, 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 league, the league game. And there were a lot of players, really good players. But yeah, I never give up. I, I stayed. I, I, I had my opportunities. I had my chances, even though I did not play a lot of games. But any game that I, I play, I try to do my best and you know, to give everything for, for the club. So it, 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 was, it was a cool thing. And going from one uh, team to another, it's the work of a player. It, it will always be, you know. No matter what, you need to move from here to there. To go and work sometimes if you really want you can even go you can even to china to even go play even you don't understand the language but yeah football sometimes is about the language but football is sometimes also about you understanding the game so if you really understand the game it's much more easier because we have also had a, a japanese player who never speaks english but when he plays he's really good you know and you don't tell him nothing but he does exactly what he needs to do on the field of play so sometimes it's difficult to adapt. Sometimes also it's easy to 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 to, to be part early, you know. So that's how things work for me there. That's 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 an interesting one because for me, I'm I'm very it's very difficult for me to adapt to new environments. So when I see how new footballers are having to jump countries and sometimes continents and all sorts of things, is it's very interesting for me. But of all the countries you've played in so far, I just want to ask, which which one is the one that you least enjoyed living in or playing in? Uh, I think for Faros. In Hungary? Yeah. Is there any particular reason why? Yeah, because I had my day. It was, it, it, it was my first ever professional team I ever played. And... And for me to have this, that, that same season I went, I performed so good. I scored uh, 10 goals, 10 assists. So I think after the first time going to Europe in my first season, normally I needed to struggle a little bit, you understand? Yeah. But I went in full out and it resulted in a, in a glorious way. So I was like, yeah, this, 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 this uh, hungry uh, uh, team that I played was the most uh, team that I really enjoyed so much. Really, so so much the fans and everything. They really loved me a lot, and also in in, in Ankara, in Turkey, also. So it's 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 it's, it's really a nice club and a nice culture. Also. Okay, and again, speaking of Hungary, in your time there, I read that you have you scored the goal of the season in your season in Hungary. Yeah, okay? I, I won the the best goal of the season. Okay, that's nice. So. I never, what had, was... I, I never had my, my, my pride, 
for now, but don't worry, I will get oh. it. <laughs> did, was, did they specify what the price was going to be, or they just told you that no, it was going to be a price? No, you know, it, it was like a, a gift that they gave when they were doing this ceremony thing, you know? Okay. So, uh, like, like the Ballon d'Or, Liam used to come, take it, and yeah. have a speech and all that. But then I was in Ghana because my contract with them was expired. It was almost expired. So, but they wanted me to come to uh, uh, Hungary. But I don't want to come because they were pressuring me and I don't know what they would do, you know? So I stayed, I stayed home and yeah, I told them to send me my prize and everything. Up to now, nothing has happened. So, if by some chance there's anybody from Ferengvaros listening to this, please, our boy wants his prize. I beg, I beg them, let them bring it to me. I beg them, I beg them, I beg them. It's really important for me. At least I also have a prize on. I beg. They shouldn't keep what is mine. But I'm sure the way you're going this season, I'm sure there are more prizes coming up because so far you're on fire this season. You've scored five goals, three assists. You're I think you're just about three goals behind the top goal scorer. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really true. I'm just doing my best. I'm just doing my best to help the team. That is the most important thing. I'm always doing my best, giving everything that I have for the team because uh, I'm, I'm hoping and Praying that we, we will again win the league, you know. Winning titles also in your series is also something really great for, for a player, you know. So I'm, I'm just doing my best and I will continue to do my best and improve myself every single time I'm on the field to, to give the best results for my club. And I will never play for myself. I will always play as a team player. So I always contribute and try to do everything for the team to win. That's, that's great. So, um, so um, looking at how you've won the goal of the season before, would you say that's the highest point or the highest achievement of your career? Or can you tell us which achievements in your career has been the biggest one for you personally? Yeah, I think uh, I think for Sharo, that's the, the first time I had an ever reward uh, in my professional uh, career. That's my first ever reward in my professional career. But you know, in Ghana, okay, you, you win some uh, man of the match and they give you NASCO, NASCO. Sometimes, not, sometimes even sometimes even the NASCO phone, I don't even get it. They, they, they take it and they sell it. Okay. <laughs> I, I tell you, I tell you, it's not, it's not easy. I, I got a lot of NASCO phone, but do you know how, how many I got? I took I, I took almost like man of the match. I took almost like nine or ten or something. I got only two phones out of that ten. Imagine, where are the rest? <laughs> when you ask them, oh, they haven't sent it. They haven't sent it. They haven't sent it. Ah, abba. Ah, which can lie to this now? Wow. <laughs> Wait. So is it that they make you take a picture with the phone and they take it away, or you don't even see the phone at all? No. I think they will say they, they, they give me the you know when man of the match they will, they will come they will, they will say oh you get the man of the match you take a picture with yeah. the uh, uh, the referee the, the man the main man yeah. then afterwards they will send the phone oh. so for me I've been waiting for ages still still now I'm still waiting brother still the phone has <laughs> the, team, the, the team owners capture the phone oh. <laughs> there you go oh they capture they sell them two cities five cities. So, 
again another appeal to the people who are supposed to give our people our boy oh, boys, it, 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 long time. just send them the phone yes please if please if if if, 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 if we can get we can, if we can get the connection to nasco i beg tell them that the contract hasn't finished yet because i think i'm still i don't know what really be good here. Send them in your phone, send them in your phone. But this one there, they should add extra. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. it's here, yeah, it's here. Or they can use it, they can, they can do it like money, because money is important. They can do it in dollars. So I can, I can change it in cities. <laughs> speaking, speaking of money, I just, I just want to jump the guns forward, and I'll was, I was save this question for later, but since the topic about money is coming up, I just want to ask you, if you had a choice, between playing in China and earning $300,000 a week or playing for a team like Real Madrid and earning 100000 a week, which one would you choose? 100000 a week. Playing for Real Madrid. I think I will, I will play for Real Madrid because uh, it's a big club and it's also in Europe, you understand? Yeah. And even with my little uh, effort that I will do, I will even have that much more money, that 300000 that I will be expecting from China or Japan or any other club. Even not in a year or even in two years, I can I can get what I, whatever I, I want in, in uh, double or triple of it. So I, I, would, I would choose uh, Madrid because it can expose your team, it can expose you. And from there, also, you should remember that you can move from that kind of China whenever you want to go. So, it's, it's, it's moderate for me. I like the answer, I like the answer. So, just a short break. In case you haven't done this already, guys, please follow our Twitter account at GCR and give us feedback on our episodes. You can mention the handle or you can use the hashtag ATWGCR. And you can also give us a five-star rating on the different podcast platforms. We also have a TikTok page right now. That's after the whistle. We have an Instagram page right now. That's after the whistle.gcr. And we also have a YouTube page right now. That's after the whistle podcast. So yeah, we are growing our social media, um, our social media pages. So please just follow, subscribe to all the channels that you can find. So again, guys, um, if you want to ask any questions, you feel free to jump in at any point because it's an open floor. Van Gelda, we know here from you. You are also born in Belgium. You know, go ask your man any Belgian related questions. <laughs> oh, me, me, myself, me, I, I did Belgium. Van Gelda, where you doing? Trust me. I, 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 just, I just stay inside just like that. Anyways, before Van Gelda comes, so I want to I want to take you back. Since you came through the ranks and you played for Temayute and all, right? Right now, where you are, do you still follow the coast football in Ghana and the lower leagues in Ghana? Do you still follow up? Maybe you don't watch matches, but the news and everything and our state, the state of our local leagues. Do you still follow up? Do you still watch? Okay, as I said, you don't watch, but do you get news? Do you think there should be improvement? What what are your opinions on the local league, especially the coast football? Yeah, the coast football, you know, they are the future for our for our nation. So I think they need to put really, really an eye on the coast football because they, those are the generation for our our our, our future, especially Ghana, and also the Black Stars also. And uh, you know, they need to if they need to make uh, the uh, the youth to be really 
good footballers. It starts from the from the coast. So I think they need to put more effort and put more investments in the coast because they are the ones who who can make uh, the the nation really strong, you know. And talking about the Ghana uh, Premier League team, uh, I don't really follow really, but sometimes I get a notification when Kotoko has is playing, especially when they are playing this Atlantico in Ghana. Okay, so uh, what are some of the coach football team that you remember? Ajax. So Ajax. Yeah, no, mean, some of some of the coach football teams in Ghana that you remember or you were fond of when you were here. Uh, Desideros. There was one team in Kadama called Desideros, and also my team, which is Ajax, actually. Oh. And they have one team also, Dunga. Dunga, they call it Dunga. <laughs> Dunga, that's a that's a very dangerous <laughs> name, but I've heard of it. But you know, recently, I don't go be testing since they are organizing a tournament at Fadama, which is really which is yeah, really which I is really good because most most teams from Kumasi they buzz themselves <laughs> in, like most clubs are taking part, and I think even more, uh, like our our media houses need to focus and talk more about it because it's really huge. Last time I went to watch one of the matches in Charlie, the park was filled. It was full to the brain. And I, but more people yeah, have not heard yeah. of it. I don't know why, but it's it's really going on well. Really going on well. Yeah, they should they, they should keep on doing this because it also give the it also give them the exposure, yeah. you know, and also also brings the talent out when they are playing. You can see the talent. And see the players who have the talent, so that they can they can take the talent players, so that they can help them also. You understand? Okay. So it's a very good process that they are doing. So it's really good. Okay. Thank you very much, Vangela. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, my internet went off. Sorry, Joseph. Yes. Yeah, so as I said, I have two questions. My first question relates to how does it feel like to put on the national team jersey? You know, put on the jersey hear the national anthem, you know, being played and just knowing that I'm playing for, for my for my country or for my national team. Because me, no matter how much I'm angry at the country, anytime I hear the national anthem, I get a little bit of goosebumps. So I wonder if the players, if you feel the same way, and I'd, I'd like to know what your what your feelings were the first time you put on the, the Ghana Black Star Jersey. Oh, the feeling was great. It was really, really great, especially being lined up and just reciting the 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 anthem. It 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 makes you feel more motivated because the more you hear the anthem, the more you wish and to to, to die for your country. The more you put, the, the more it gives more energy, especially when the anthem is really uh, uh, you know going on and you are also lip singing uh, towards it. So it it. It, it's an extra feeling, really tough, man. Especially playing and also wearing this the the jersey like the black jersey. It's an extraordinary feeling, also. Even though I've I've wear a lot of jerseys, but with the black jersey, it's it's really exclusive. It's really a great feeling to to wear this kind of jersey. That's great. And my second question relates to like this the resurgence, I would say of Ghanaian players in the global West, like in, in Europe, 
like across the European continent, playing now in the best leagues. You know, there was a time when we had Michael Lissian and the others playing. Then it got to a point, it sort of like dwindled away. And now we have guys like you, Kamal Dean, Kudus, and, and others doing very well on the on the on the continent. Do you think that this is going to spark another wave of interest in Ghanaian talents to play abroad? And adding this to the, the playing of the AFCON usually in January, do you think that teams are beginning to see how useful and how brilliant the talents that come from Ghana are? And so would no longer mind signing a Ghanaian player, even if they know that every two years they have to go during the January transfer window or whatever to play after. Yeah, uh, like, uh, like I said, uh, uh, you know, with me, Kamadin, Kudu, uh, uh, you know, Kudu, they, they come from this, uh, the academy, which is right to dream. And as you can see, right to dream has produced a lot of players. And even when I was when I was when I was renewing my contract, when I was renewing my contract, my 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 president was like, oh, Joseph, uh, uh, you know, are there a lot of talent in Africa, especially in Ghana?" And I was like, "Yes, there's a lot of talent in Africa, but they just need the exposure, you know, and there's there's no one to help them. And there are some people they are really good in, in playing football, but without their helper, it's nothing goes on well with them." So it was like okay because they will be start they will start to do some projects and like to come and visit Ghana, but they did not say when. But I think it's also in their agenda. Maybe it can be a year, maybe it can be two months or something. So it's 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 like what we are doing in uh, in Europe is also is also telling them something that there are a lot of few or more talent players in Ghana who can even do extraordinary things more than what we are doing in Europe in our various clubs. So it's a plus for it's a plus for it's a plus for Ghana. It's a plus for uh, uh, the nation. It's, it's a plus for even the, the the people in Ghana, the coast, the unknown players who are even in in, in in Ghana. It's a plus for them because you never know because they can even send someone to come to Ghana and watch their game. You know, through their scouting and everything. So with this, I I I just have this view and I. Yeah, he, he also talked to, to to me about it. So I think they are also they also want to do a lot of projects in Africa because Africa has a lot of talent, especially Ghana also. A lot, a lot of talent, really. Because he was talking about the academy and I told him, look, yeah, Ghana youth also have good uh, academy and we have a lot of post club who are also really good that they can even bring them, you know, uh, 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 you know, be with them, build them, take care of them when they are young. And trust me, when they grow, they are going to be extraordinary players. Because they will be having the feeling of playing in Europe and doing a whole lot of stuff and new things. That will be that will be an impact on them when they grow up. It's going to be a different style of play from 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 Africa and, and in Europe because they are going to adapt to the system and also go with the flow in the system of Europe. So I think it's a really big deal for for for, for Ghana and uh, for everyone who is uh, who is a youth player who wants to build a career. So guys, you heard it you heard it here first. Exclusive, the link is coming. Listen to ATW. We're about to do a scouting team over here. Listen. I think Just just to stop up on a, on the lighter note, can you share what's your funniest cultural shock? has been 
like in either in any of the countries you've been to, the funniest, funniest culture shock that the cultural shock that you've had, like the funniest thing that you've seen them do that is not normal to you. Like like you being you like in Belgium like this, you being in a in an elevator, no one will talk. Oh, everybody tell me. <laughs> I swear. Everything, everybody can move. Instead of, you know, you know, in Africa, if you see your man, oh, oh, hello, mommy. Oh, hello, good morning, good morning. Ah, brother, they don't care. They just look, you just come inside, they just look at you, they, they just put their head down. It's wow. finished. Case closed. They don't mind anybody. I, I tell you, it's so strange for me. I, it's, it's crazy. And, and 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 we thought maybe only we Africans do that, but when when sometimes it is red and they look side and side and there is no police, they will, they will just cross. They tell. <laughs> really? I swear! I swear! I swear! It's crazy because you know when 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 you are when you are when you are crossing and there is a police or something and you cross, they you will get a fine. Yeah. But when when me, me I do some me I, I bring I bring Africa to Europe me, I, I will do um I bet I staff so they don't go do anything for them. They them go do them go even take more than I swear. Bro <laughs> Bro it's, it's not easy. It's not easy, but it's it's so funny because I went to an elevator, bro. There were a lot of people in the elevator, so I just went inside. I was like, hello, hello, hello. No, ah, 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 I, I think we are in the building. I swear, everybody was doing oh, it. Yeah. So, like, I think no, no, no one knows how to talk. Then this, this, this guy will be on his phone. This guy will be on his phone. Someone will even pretend as if he's making call by So, Joseph, I see you speak. I see you speak Ghana and uh, conversant with the language. Is it true that one of the uh, requirements of coming to the Black Stars team is that you you need to understand or speak Ghana? At least if you can't speak, you need to understand what they are, what they say. Is it true? Oh, da 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 da. it's not true. It's not true. <laughs> Anyway, just, just uh, a few more questions before we wrap up. This one is an easy one. When you were growing up, what was the team you were supporting? And what team would you like to play for the most? Oh, Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea. Oh, when, yeah, so when I was really young, uh, I was in support of my nation when I was in Chelsea. So from there, my, my heart and everything was in Chelsea. And I always dream of playing in Chelsea. And my role model was also Hazard. So... Oh, yeah, it was something that uh, I was praying and hoping for, and I hope inshallah, uh, my dream will come true in, in such a lot of time if I keep putting more effort and performing, performing greater and greater every day. Then, yeah, the light and the, the door will be open for me. 
we the Man United boys, we won't make you come on our side. Now, so we beg you. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, Man United will back up. I go play. I bet. Because you don't have to go. You make us sit down with us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But. Well, you mentioned that um, you model uh, Hazard was a player you looked up to. So, did you try to model your game after him? Yes, I always watch his game. Was. I always watch his game, especially if you can see uh, when I was when I was into my youth, they, they used to call me sometimes Kiki or Hazard. Sometimes they sometimes I come across me from Bosnia, but maybe maybe close Hazard to the free. The Bosnia. When I was in Tamayud, I was like, you know, I, I, I love to handle, I, I love to hold ball, I love to play with ball. Even when there's a phase that I need to play the ball, I would like to dribble, dribble. Sometimes I even look look at my my, uh, my highlights, my, my, my highlights on YouTube, yeah. my old, 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 old Tamayud thing. And when I watch, I was like, hey, I'm a fan and it's a moment. I have a question about the, the that aspect of football. You know, you said you like to hold the ball. How different is it in 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 with Europe or Ghana to Europe when you get there? And how how much do they want you to hold the ball as opposed to to let's say the freedom in Ghana? Yeah, you know, in Europe. Uh, it, it's not it's not just about holding the ball. This kind of ball is. is a trim. It's, 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 they just want this kind of you, you. You have the ball, one. You dribble, one. You play, you run. You know. Look at Mbappe. Look at uh, 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 how do we call it? Uh, Dembele. Look at Fati. Uh, look, look at this kind of players. You know. Look at uh, Madrid. Madrid winger, the left winger. Benicio. Uh, Benicio. You know. He has the space, the pace, and everything. And in Europe, if you have the pace, all you need to do is not to dribble, just run in behind the defenders. That's all. And now coaches, mm. coaches really like uh, players who are fast and who run behind the defenders. They don't like now you hold on the ball, dribble one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This this one is for Messi then change. So <laughs> but now no, I think that uh, football has changed that in the sense of like, you play, you go, you play, you go, you play, you go. Touch and go. Yeah, you play, you go. You make space for the other person. You come, you go, you play, you go. Run, 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 run. Maybe you want to know, maybe you So, final question. At least final question from me. If the other guys have any more questions, you can feel free to do it. The final question from me is, who would you pick, Messi or Ronaldo? Uh, I think Ronaldo. Ah, nice one. Ronaldo. Nice one. <laughs> you have smiling. Nice one. Nice one. <laughs> so, guys. Okay. Yeah. So, one last question before it goes. Mm. Who, who is your who is, who is your greatest Ghanaian player ever? Uh, oh, 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 oh. I have this player. Uh, that is, and then, Ketia, Ketia, Anthony, I'm one on one on the one who was playing in the midfield. Pablo, Anthony, I'm blue. I'm blue. Pablo. <laughs> oh, oh, Bobo. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Anyway, so guys, we've come to the end of this very, very interesting and special episode. 
And first of all, I want to thank you very much, Joseph Peso, for joining us on this one. It's been a very, very special time, and we really appreciate having you on with us. Thank you so much, also for having me. It's really uh, a great, uh, great night, and yeah, it was also fun. Also, I loved it. Also, so anytime. We hope we can get you on another time to have a chat. Anytime. Oh, that's anytime. Nice. that's good to me. That's good to me. And the rest of you too, Charlie, guys, thank you for coming on again. Kawawa, thank you very much. We know that you're very busy in the studio doing more interviews and stuff, but Charlie, thank you for making time for us. And for Van Gelder, Crack, Corey, KO, um, Charlie, guys, thank you very much. And um, again, thank you to the Gold Coast Report who are producers and um, try and listen to other podcasts on the network like Sincerely Accra, Sex and Sanity, Free Your Mind, Palava Podcast. There are so many podcasts, over 12 of them. So there are plenty of options for you guys to choose from. And again, please follow our Twitter account, ATW Podcast GCR. You can follow our Instagram account, After the Whistle.GCR. You can follow our TikTok account, After the Whistle. And you can follow, subscribe to our YouTube, that's After the Whistle Podcast. So um, just listen to the podcast, rate us, share with your friends, retweet, interact with us. If you have any feedback on our episodes, just feel free to give us at any point in time because the feedback is very necessary for us. So again, thank you very much, guys, for joining us on this one. And as we always say over here, After the Whistle, dominates the conversation. Neymar, Busquets. Se va al ataque de nuevo el futuro campeón de liga. Messi dejando el balón para Neymar. Atención, ahí fuera del juego. Balón para Luis Suárez. Gol. Va a golpear Cristiano. Se espatarra el bicho. Va a golpear con la derecha. Chuta Cristiano. Gol. Costa turns out the final. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, -on -one. Irving puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown!